0: What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. It's your first time joining the show. Welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today. Like my man Steve Harvey say is Jogaro. Jogado. You know Jogado? Uh, Wonderful comedian. Uh, great comedic personality from the Impractical Jokers, as it were. He's on tour. He's jumping around the country. He's very funny. Go see the guy. Go see Jogaro. Tell him Santina sent uh, you. I'm also on tour, finishing up this year with Bobby Lee. Me and Bobo, we're doing Uh, Bad Friends Live, but hey, it's more than that. It's not just a podcast. It's actually not a podcast at all. It's us doing live stand-up comedy. Uh, You get a a big chunk of stand-up. Then you get bits from the show. You get audience participation, interaction. It's so much fun. Got to come see us. Go to badfriendspod.com. Badfriendspod.com. We got Milwaukee, Chicago, Minneapolis, Madison coming up. And then in the new year, we jump over to Atlantic City, Salt Lake City, Temecula, Reno, Sacramento, Long Beach, Windsor, Ontario, Canada, then Niagara Falls, Canada, Tucson, and we finish it off on 420 in Las Vegas. Dude, come out and see us. Go to badfriendspod.com, badfriendspod.com. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode.
1: In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Ooh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like that. the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger.
0: I like gingers. I love these sneaks, by the way.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm Woo. a huge guy who likes sneakers. You're a sneak guy. No. Well, so, is, so Oh, you're not? No. That's funny. I, I got these. Because Sal is a freak. I, Sal, it's hysterical. Me and Sal did that Joe LaPuma show together. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, my God. It was hysterical because he knows everything about sneakers. And I know nothing. And LaPuma was like, you guys got to come on. And I was like, you don't understand. I just buy shoes by the look. I don't care whatever they are. But and Sal's fine. like, are those the new <laughs> Hatchback 440s? And I'm like, I don't know, buddy. Hatchback 440s. <laughs>
0: Dude, are those are the front
1: boot? Are those
0: the front boot nineteens?
1: I'm like, he he like freaks out when I get a crease in them. I'm like, if they don't have a crease, I don't feel like they're used. See, I'm
0: I'm like you. I, I have nice shoes. I well those are those were gifts. Uh, but um I have nice shoes, but I was a sneaker guy when I was younger. Yeah. I didn't care anymore. Yeah. And then now people get appalled if I buy them, I'm wearing them.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm ruining 100%, them. 100%. Take them right out of the
0: plastic. What is the point? Yeah. What, what, what are yeah. we doing? Like, I am a big golfer, and I have uh, – Michael Jordan uh, – Jordan makes uh, golf shoes now. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, of course, I was a big Jordan brand guy when I was a kid, so it's like, wow, my childhood through golf now. Right. And making golf cool for the first time for whites, you know? <laughs> and I bought all the Jordans. And yeah. then some people are like, whoa, dude, like, you know, those are those are like – so rare to get now and i'm like yeah yeah and they're like you're
1: just ruining it and it's I'm like, like opening a star wars figure yeah, yeah right yeah
0: for them they're like no oh God. it's then, a han solo original who gives a shit? <laughs> well otherwise that's my whole thing is like yeah. what are you gonna do i'm i guess i become that way about a lot of stuff not in a minimalist sense but like hey man whatever it what am i saving it for 100%. like what is the point i don't i never got that like
1: you grew up with good sneakers No, 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 no. no. because I grew up in the hood where I couldn't have good sneakers. No, no, no. We didn't have good sneakers. I had Voits, a Kmart brand. Voits that were like knockoff Asics. Get your Void on. They were the best, and I made them cool. I did. (laughs) I really rocked them out, yeah.
0: No, we didn't have... uh, My mother couldn't afford like really nice stuff. I mean, I got... I probably got like... A nice pair of uh, Adidas, you know what I mean, Ooh, of shell toes or yeah, something. Yeah, I got a lot of those. That when favorite those shoe. were, yeah, that was a nice new shoe to yeah, wear to yeah. school.
1: But no, my mom. The shell tops are my favorite. <sighs> so I get cool. like every color. I they were so them. cool. Yeah,
0: but my mom couldn't buy me a pair. There's the Voights right there. Wow, yeah, those are clean. Yeah, baby, my yeah. God, I
1: had oh that pair right there, the one in the middle, the blue and one. That yep, oh, that yeah. guy, that was me. I rocked those babies out. I used to do this thing where I. <laughs> I used to pretend like they were cool and people were like, what makes Void so cool? I'm like, it's the grip, bro. And I used to stay, my friend had a deep stoop and he used to jump on a stoop and be able to stand there and, I was, <laughs> and people believed it was the shoe. It was so dumb. The deep grip. <laughs> it's the deep grip, dog. Why, bro? That's why yeah, we get like, it. You're
0: not worried about arch and grip. That's all I look got, for in it, shoes. Comfort. Arch and grip, baby. That's why I'm here. Uh, we've already started, but I, I want to just give a proper introduction for our guest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest that is one of my favorite people. I don't know if I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again. Today is Jogado. Yay. You gotta say it like that, I'm don't here. you? Jogado. That's how,
1: that's the only way I walk in. a room. I feel,
0: right? <laughs> jogado. Hey, it's Jogado. Yeah. But, um, uh, thank you for coming, buddy. Uh, we started off talking about shoes because you're wearing some cool hip shoes. but I've had this discussion recently with a few people about, um using the thing that you buy or doing the thing that you buy, I think it comes with time and perspective because my old man is, uh, you know, had a bunch of health complications. And the more that we're going through this as a family. Still here? Yeah. 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 Thank God. But the more that we go through this as a family, the more we're able to joke about stuff and the more we're like, we're doing it. Yeah. Whatever it is, I don't care anymore. I'm done with like the well, we'll save for this. It's like no, no, no. Go, no,
1: go, do nothing it. Adds perspective like that. Yeah, I know it's my, wild. My dad got pancreatic cancer. He died when I was nineteen. I'm thanks sorry. for bringing it up. Yeah, and well, I, I, <laughs> I, did, I did want a prize. <laughs> thanks for know? touting your live father mm-hmm. in my face. But uh, <laughs> two of them, I was
0: stepdad and a real
1: dad. Oh, look at you. Yeah, sorry, You're fantastic. Man. Man. I'll make one of them call you. <laughs> <laughs> Just sent the card. Yeah. Um, I uh, when he he literally got. He got diagnosed, and he booked a family trip to Vegas. And he's like, we're going to Vegas. And he told me, he's like, get a fake idea. I want to gamble with you before I die. That's And he awesome. taught me how to play blackjack in really? Vegas, which was awesome. And I was like, and I've always carried that throughout. It's always been like, it's only green paper. Like, do what you can. Be responsible, but like, have fun. Spend it while you're here. Like, yeah. that's always been my thing. I've always been lived like that kind of like generous life of just like, Come along, let's everybody just celebrate. What, what else we're doing. can we do with it? Yeah, and I think that really does add perspective. One hundred percent.
0: When something, tra- when some someone you really love uh, either passes or is going through something, yeah. man, your brain just kind of like it's it different. Like it re-wires. You get wired, yeah, reprogrammed. It's yeah, nuts. you're like it's nuts. this is all. This bullshit. is what's important, right? Yeah. This <laughs> is the only thing that matters, yeah, right? For sure. All the nonsense that you kind of you kind of keep in your brain about, yeah, and it's tough to get out of, especially in our culture, which I think the pandemic ironically helped, where people were like, go to work, do the thing, go home, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, it kind of cracked that code of, yeah. is this how we should be living with each other? Right. Like, seeing each other for, you know, four hours a day at most before you go to bed. Right. Because as a kid growing up, both of my parents worked. I mean, shit, my mom still won't retire. and She won't? No, what man. What she do? She she runs marketing for a property management company ah. that owns a bunch of um the big the the, the larger companies that own all these high rises in Chicago. Where right. we grew up when I was a kid, oh, you're Chicago? we lived in these buildings that my mom's company worked for. So I think we got a little perks. S- well, we got we got <laughs> section 8 which was nice. Ah. Yeah, cuz we you know, yeah. we were able to slide into a single income single parent home, so these nicer apartment buildings my right. mom got to apply through the company was like hey I'm a single mother and they're like yeah go ahead amazing it was great so we lived in these nicer apartment buildings when it was just her and I but uh you know sh- she just won't retire and they've worked my whole life and when I was a kid I didn't come home to like you know apple pies on the counter no i never no yeah, yeah. No, no way <laughs> it was what's in the fridge yeah.
1: And Find something. Yeah, what's loose? Yeah, what's loose? What's loose? Can he eat that? Right, right.
0: Can he eat yeah, that?
1: Let's yeah, see. On that's tonight's episode, we have meatloaf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we think. No, it is true because when I, was a kid, when I was little, little, when it was just me and my mom, um, I used to love to eat. This is so gross. But I used to love in the middle of the night if I, wa- I had, wanted a snack, I would watch Carson, which she always said. I would always turn on Carson. Mm. And uh, I would watch... Carson eat cold hot dogs. Cold? Cold hot dogs. But this is what's funny. Cooked or no? No, see, this is what's interesting. Straight dog from the... (laughs) Don't you know they're cooked? They're all cooked. This is what's funny. People go, raw hot dogs. like, no, they're never raw. They're always cooked. They're just cold. So I would eat them cold yeah. in front of the window, and I'd watch Carson, and I'd stare down at the traffic.
1: cold dogging it, watching Carson? Yeah, dude. Oh, wow. I'd raw glizzy, dude. I'd just
0: <laughs> eat it raw, baby. And slices snap of American it. cheese. I, yeah. guess, I guess it's no, really No, no, just... I didn't snap it. I ooh, ate it whole. I, oh. I'd suck it whole, oh, spit cool. it out, suck it whole. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty normal.
1: Um, I... I guess it's just you were like uh, innovative because that's just beef jerky, really. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's exactly
0: right. It's just
1: non-hardened beef jerky, floppy floppy jerky. jerky, Yeah, Yeah,
0: no, that was my that was my little late night snack as a kid because, you know, my mom when I was a kid didn't have a lot of time to cook because she was working full time anyway. So, uh, I mean, we kind of just had. Uh, You know, she used to make me eat liver and onions. Do you have to eat that when you were a kid? No, we
1: didn't do liver and onions in my house. (laughs) I mean, my mom would put cheese on anything and make it Parmesan, though. Right, right, right. You know what I
0: mean? That's the the Italian. My mom's the Irish one of my family. So I was growing up under, you know, potato rules. It was like, (laughs) how much nasty cheap shit could we eat? But, But liver and onions we used to eat because back in the, you know, in the late 80s, they used to be like... It's so healthy yeah. and it's so good for you, but it's the worst smelling. The uh, wor- liver it, yeah. is so gross. It's so gross. I don't care how that, you make my it. My mom was
1: big on Dean sardine. She loved oh. the sardine and Melba toast. The, that was like a snack when I came home from school. She's like, do you want sardines and Melba toast? I'm like, no. She's like, I'm like, what's your snack? She's like, sardines and Melba no, toast. Like, oh, no. oh,
0: you're like, I guess worst. I'm outside walking around again. <laughs> eating the air. I'm walking around with a
1: sardine. You're <laughs> walking around with a hot dog. That's <laughs> yeah. me and you're just roaming the street. Are these kids okay?
0: <laughs> do we need to call Child Protective Services? <laughs> now but did you when you were a kid were your parents both working or did you grow up do you have a did you have a loving no. mother who was there
1: uh a little bit of both my dad was a vice president of a life insurance company oh. which uh which actually worked out well because he definitely did some deals when he found out he had the cancer he left my mom with like a mess he's gonna be like called in every favor yeah my dad was super nice guy everybody liked him really really good dude and uh so like he definitely like hooked it up at the end because when he passed away my mother was like what <laughs> um but she she didn't work grow my dad didn't want her. Anybody else to raise the kids. so right. She raised the kids. But then my mom became the school secretary when I was in seventh and eighth grade of my school. No. At a Catholic school in Staten Island called St. Dalberts. It was all nuns and my mother. Right. So whenever you got in trouble in the school, they did this thing where they put you in the hallway and you had to stand and face a corner. Right. Like that's yeah, what, what, what you did. Was that? So that you was that? was so playing. weird. It's so dumb. Right. So it was so funny because my mother was the only person in the building that wore heels. And it had those long hallways, so you would hear her click clacking, right? So then I, when I knew I was in trouble and I was standing, I didn't get in trouble much, but, you know, it happened a handful of times. And I'd be up against the corner and I'd be just, like, trying to hide as best I could Blair Witch in it, like getting as close, you know, <laughs> nose to friggin' uh, c- Cinder Block, just trying to get in there. And I would hear a click, 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 and they were like, Click, 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 click. And she would come behind me and grab the back of my head and be like, We've been a Catholic school. And she'd be like, You're fucking dead when we go home. You're dead. I'm going to kill you. You're dead. You're, dead. You're <laughs> dead. You embarrass me. You're dead. And then she'd walk away like, Hey, sister. What are you right. right, right. <laughs> hi, sister Mary. Yeah, just so, saying hi to my so son. Oh, that rascal. Yeah, yeah that you know. son of a gun. <laughs> so, yeah, that was. So my mom started working then. In the school is wild.
0: Yeah. See, that happened. Like my wife's mom worked in their school for a while and she said it was. You know, it was amazing to see her mom. Yeah, but she was like, it was tough because the kids would make fun of you because your mom is there, and it was yeah. like a thing. It was like a tease worthy thing, and yeah. she was like, it was beautiful because my mother was there. But. Also kids are assholes Right Kids are assholes My mom,
1: my mom People like my mom Because she wasn't a uh, religious figurehead You know she was like one of the She was only She was, she, a, yeah, like she was a normie old, A normie Yeah, yeah. The rest of all just had So like, you
0: that. guys grew up You were Catholic uh, I grew up Yeah I yeah. went through
1: We met in Catholic high school Me and the boys So we all went no to shit. Catholic high school All the way through uh, yeah. And
0: only some of you Kept some of the good soul in you right? I
1: think we yeah, we yeah Most of us abandoned it As soon as we could Hollywood does that to you But yeah, we yeah, <laughs> When you <laughs> sell your soul <laughs> well, to the yeah. devil baby. Yeah No
0: we uh, You signed
1: that TBS blood contract Yeah I know it's like why do you, you have a pen why am i pricking myself um <laughs> we we did uh yeah i grew up catholic and then i, I really think we're religion it was weird because i have kids so my wife is muslim actually so she's not practicing and i'm not practicing ah. and it was like all right what are we gonna raise these kids and then we were like how about like nothing? Like we'll just free, f- yeah. We'll just figure it out, yeah. And then when they start asking questions, we'll go. But now my kids are at the age when they start asking questions, and my in laws live with me who are devout Muslims, Ooh. so they start, you know, they're like, <laughs> they want it to be right. They're, like, they're Trump it. pushing, yeah, they're for pushing it. their agenda, you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 Open up a web browser, yeah. I'm like you're fine. Um, but there I- is no fire and brimstone, dude. Relax. <laughs> you're be chill. Don't worry. Yeah. Worry about it later. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's funny because like. We're we'll getting the talks about, like, evolution at the table. Like, my daughter would be like, you know, we used to be monkeys or something like that, whatever. And he, like, my father-in-law would, like, go off and be like, no. like, And it's just weird to, like, navigate that now. Yeah. And then my son now is like, uh, he just starts saying this thing. He's like, well, nobody knows except God. Like, that's what he's throwing around. And I'm like, he, he's six. And I'm like, where'd you hear that? <laughs> I'm like, we For sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, so it's it's interesting to have, like, crossing that, like, milestone now.
0: Well, what's good about this is, I think they're getting from you this kind of ultimate open-mindedness of like, well, figure it out. You're not, you're not, you're not a, um, like a staunch atheist. You're just kind of a, uh, agnostic, right? It's
1: like live a, live a good life. Right, right, right.
0: And so in that regard, it's kind of an open-ended thing. And then the other side is someone who is religious. So... They're getting to kind of weave both worlds and choose. Like right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Like Where it. in my world, when I was a kid, it was like, you better, you better you know what I mean? It was this punishment. It's like go to I mean, go uh, the, You're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. When yeah. I am, and I am, and I am, but no, but I mean, God, we we the the pressure we would get, and if we were like late to church, man, oh, my dad would be it. so mad. Oh. He would he it was like the day was ruined if yeah. we were late to church. <laughs> And it's like we're gonna be late we're late every time. Yeah. Well yeah. They, they, they should still Why start should, later. Yeah. Why are we starting on time? Are you a, are, are, were we you were a, we were catholic as a kid kid. Yeah. And then when I got older for some reason my stepdad wanted to be want not wanted but he found presbyterian churches mm. which are like Di- diet a little bit catholic more fun. Yeah. well yeah 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 <laughs> half yeah. the sugar it's like a ca- catholic and you take your shoes off yeah right presbyterians yeah. are like coke zero do you right. know what i mean gotcha. it's not gotcha. it it's it's you know the the um it has all the
1: hits but there's a couple footnotes couple yeah a couple yeah, yeah. There's,
0: a, there's a couple of um, uh, uh um amendments where you're like oh let's change a few things what is it uh the pr- not preacher yeah yeah the pastor pastor or whatever. yeah they
1: can get married. That was that would have been. I was almost a priest. Yeah. That was the thing. For what? Me. Yeah, I wanted to be. I wanted to be. Wow. I wanted, but I wanted a family. So I was like, I'm not gonna. I can't. Presbyterian. Do
0: it. They can get married. They have kids. See, I, I didn't know that. They, much they all, all at our church when I was a kid. They all had. Uh, yeah, they all had families, and the and and one couple, the wife and the husband were together. They one of them would speak some days, the other one would speak.
1: The other one which uh, was convenient for them. I feel like that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it was it, it, it in was the great. multiverse of madness. I guess there's a Joe Gatto who's a Presbyterian pastor out there. Let's go, dude. <laughs> Next life. That's it, Click right. that ticket, dude. Were you an Ulta boy?
0: No, dude. No, no. They wouldn't let me. They wouldn't <laughs> let me. I was a bad boy. I was such a punk kid. Really? I was such a troublemaker, man. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I grew up a single mother. My dad was gone. So it was kind of like I was bound for trouble. Right, right. I loved getting in trouble. I wanted to be disrespectful. Well, people Authority were looking at you, right? was, Is
1: that what it was? What was it? People were, like, looking at you? Is that what yeah, was it was?
0: I, I, I just think it was like, uh, yeah, you want attention. Yeah. And uh, the no dad rules. You yeah. do whatever you want. Because mom can only hit you so hard. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, when dad comes in and hits you, yeah. you start to get in check. But yeah. when – if you're young and dad's not around,
1: just, no, 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 you know. My, my mom, mom – can't knock you out. My mom was – oh, you didn't mean my mom, well, She well, was yeah, a you, fire. So, look, there was
0: a couple that There's got like, a oh, couple mom, hooks. She
1: was, she was yeah. from the streets, Jerry Gatter. She was a five-foot-nothing Sicilian batshit crazy woman. Loved her. She, my dad only hit me once. My dad only hit me once. My dad wasn't – my dad was, like, the kind of guy just with a look, like, you shut up, you know, like wow. that kind of yeah. thing. But one – where I was, like – when I got a little bit older, like 15, 14, 15, I started, like, getting funny. And I started—you know when you get that wit and you don't realize, like, the power you yield? Oh, yeah, You know, man. like, you just just—you're too quick. And I was quicker than my mother— and we were doing a back and forth with And I was like, oh, and we're sitting there eating. I, my dad used to sit at the head of the table. I was on his left. And my dad is just, we're just eating. And my mom goes, uh, says something. I said, oh, Ma, stop being such a bitch. And my father, without even lifting his face, just boom, right in the stomach. I fell on the floor. And he goes, you never call her that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's the last time <laughs> yeah. that happens.
1: That was it. Pass yeah. the peas. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, I never did that. I never did the, never cussed at my parents or anything in yeah. that regard. But that was the one time I did. Man, we got smoked, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a dining room table you could run around? No, that it was was a big wasn't that was big my enough. savior. It was yet. only four of us. Okay. We had this yeah. little we had this dining room table that was like an oval that we used to just wear my mom out. It'd be like a, a racetrack. Yeah. It'd be like, like a dog race. No, nah, because
0: my parents were in cahoots. That one of them would stand at one end just to stop you from going through. So ah. you were about – she would one would create a dam.
1: Damn. You were gonna get caught. <laughs> you got fevered. Yeah,
0: you were gonna get smoked, dude. <laughs> you were gonna get smoked. If you messed up, you know you messed up. Yeah. And sometimes my dad would say, um, I don't even feel like being angry at you. Because he's so mad. He's like, I'll let you talk to your mom. Because then it's, she'll make you feel bad. Yeah, for sure. Like, Disappointment
1: was a the power they wielded oh, in man. my house. Yeah. He could hurt you, yeah. but she could make
0: you feel bad. Yeah. It's a big difference, you know? When And that happened one of the first times I got caught smoking weed. My dad came down to the basement, and he was like, uh, I don't even want to talk to you. And I was like, well, you know, I'm sorry, and I don't know, I'm doing that whole thing. And he goes, no, 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 you, you talk to your mom. And I knew she would come down. She did a whole thing, yeah. and I was like, "Oh man, this is. I wish yes. I got hit." Yeah, I know. We I kind of wanted to get hit. You know, it would have been so much easier to just yeah. get hit. <laughs>
1: I, I punished myself once. That's how bad they had me in, the, in their lock of disappointment. I had, there was a pop quiz. I was a really good student, but there was a pop quiz, and for some reason, I just didn't nail it. And I got like a, I got like a seventy, and I remember this. Like, See, I was, I was seventy, like, buddy. You're
0: talking. I, that's I, that's my <laughs> that's my wheelhouse.
1: So I was like, Jesus. Oh. So I, my father, my father was at work and I took the 70 and I put it on the the fridge with a magnet and I wrote on a post-it note, um, you could be better. And I signed it like I made a contract to myself. I put it on there. I disconnected my Nintendo no. and I put it in the drawer and I was just sitting in my room in the dark when my father came home. Oh my God. And my father was like, Dude, it's one grade, you'll be fine. He's like, they offer extra credit. Oh like, he God. talked me off a ledge like it was so bad. Wow, you were that, that good it. of a student, huh? Yeah, it was pretty good, yeah.
0: Wow, yeah. man. I. But how, as someone who's... Because <laughs> you seem so dumb. Uh, yeah. I know <laughs> yeah, really, I mean, thank you. I, was, I didn't want to say it, but... No, but it's like you're... Your face so, said most it. Most comics are... Dude, most comics that I'm friends with, right? Like, I, the guys that I'm the closest with over the years... Most of us were too ornery for school. Yeah. Like uh, most comics I meet are comedians, writers, anyone in our comedy world, even just like a comedic actor that I meet. Most of them uh, were smart. Most people I meet like, you, you know, you're an intelligent guy and they were just a little too buzzy to sit in class. Like I, my teachers would always say the same thing. Yeah. Andrew would be a phenomenal student if he cared to pay any attention. Yeah. Because I would take the test and I would get a B minus and I didn't listen to one thing they said. So it pissed them off because they'd be like, dude, if he applied himself, it yeah, would be unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would later do in college because it was a degree I cared about because I wanted – that's what I wanted to go to school for. Yeah. But high school and stuff, I just couldn't care less. Right. So it was tough for me. But most guys, that's interesting, that I meet in the comedy world, they were just – school was tough, really tough. Traditional school – because it's like God, all I want to do is goof off and make people laugh and have fun. Yeah. And this sit and listen and sit and listen and it was always it was to me it was literal torture. I mean, yeah. I would just stare at the clock waiting for the bell.
1: Were you always funny? I didn't get funny until I was older.
0: I was funny. Yeah, you yeah, have to be funny when you look like me, dude.
1: Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, when, yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're same boat. Or- I picked it up later. When though. you're <laughs>
0: orange with and I, when I was a kid, these things were wide open. My grandfather used to be like, "You look like a taxi coming down the road with the doors open." I mean, dude, I was such a goofball looking kid that. I got, you know, when I was a kid, kid, I went to, uh, uh, you know, a school where, you know, there, well, that's high school, baby. There you go. You oh, want to wow. See, real Look at, goofball looking. Wow. That no, was, junior high, junior high, junior that's high. That's the before? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you, you panned out well, buddy. Yeah, you it did worked. great, man. Yeah,
0: talk about a glow up. Uh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. And the hair got better. You nailed More it. glow. Yeah, there's me by the lake. That's, oh, my
1: goodness. You're how lo- bad do you want to push that kid into the lake? I feel like that's on the back of a, like, a, a, milk, a milk carton. yeah. <laughs>
0: Except it's not fine this kid. It's please steal this kid. Steal this kid. kid. It's like, yeah,
1: taking applications. Yeah, look look at at my
0: mother made me tuck my shirts in when I was a kid. That's (sighs) because if I got a nice shirt. Oh, there you look adorable. That's me, yeah. Yeah. But if I got a nice shirt when I was a kid, my mom uh, was very particular about keeping the clothes nice. Oh, well, because it's, it's not like yeah. you know, like, oh, we had tons of nice stuff. So if I got like a nice new polo like shirt, two or three
1: new nice you better shirts. keep it real 100%. nice.
0: Tuck it in, yeah. clean it. Don't get sh- uh, like schmutz on it yeah, or anything. Not of that eating stuff.
1: any sauces. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. No, dude. Chicken Spaghetti? fingers are no sauce. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. No, I'm no- feeding you Open butter. noodles.
0: Yeah, butter noodles. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. all I had. No, but I but I never could sit I never could sit still and, yeah, and I wasn't I, like that. Rambunctious, man. Yeah. No, and but now you now you're uh as a Comedian As a writer As a performer Now do you feel like You're more buzzy Than you were When you were a kid Because you're constantly Going and moving And doing and 100% and then,
1: Yeah isn't that weird Yeah I can't I, I don't even when i perform i'm not uh, like it's funny cuz when i started with stand up a couple years ago like i started in the comedy clubs you know and yeah. i would always been i'd always done theaters with the boys like we'd always done big stages Huge so theaters, i remember the, the first way. time yeah. yeah so the first time i got on like i was in Appleton Wisconsin i'm on this little stage i'm like i felt like a caged animal like i can't because when i perform i'm like all over the map right. like i just i'm the, the spotlight people hate me cuz they have to follow me i don't stop moving <laughs> 65 minutes i'm going the whole time i lose them half the time and I, I just felt way more natural, like, on a bigger stage. So yeah. that, was a, that was a huge thing because I'm a physical guy, too. I'm, you know, a physical comedian. So it was like, I was like, this isn't working for me. I didn't feel like it. And then I had my first theater show, and I was like, oh, I need room. Yeah, that's what it room. is, you know? So yeah. I, And I just feel like I'm always, like, doing that even. Because
0: you feel – that's why I guess I'm still stunned by the fact that you were so calm in school as a kid because you're kind of larger than life. You're – of of the guys, of all the guys, I think you have, you have a very, like uh, – Alive physical personality, yeah. right? It, like Sal is the dumb one. Okay.
1: This is debatable. It's a four way target. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. The oh, it really is, yeah. <laughs>
0: There's four morons.
1: In here, we pour whiskey. whiskey.
0: As a whiskey man, uh, I got to tell you, it's getting a little bit harder the next day. Sometimes I have one too many sodas with some friends and I wake up on the couch feeling not so good. All right, it gets harder as time goes on. And that's why Zbiotics is here to help. Uh, their pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It's amazing. Developed by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings uh, after you've been sipping on that sauce. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. That's why you get them bubbly guts. And it's this byproduct that I'm talking about, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough time that next morning. Uh, a lot of people think it's dehydration. You should hydrate, drink some water, drink a bunch of water. But also you need something like this. Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic uh, produces an enzyme to break that negative byproduct down uh, inside of your gut. And you got to take it with the first drink of the night. That's the deal. Uh, you take it with the first drink, drink responsibly as the night goes on, have a couple of glasses of water, and then you feel much, much better the next day because uh, it goes to work. Every time I've used this, i felt very good. Uh, of course, you got to drink responsibly. Don't be a fool. Uh, don't be a goof. But the next day, I feel so much more calm. You don't get that, uh, that anxiety that we all refer to when you're kind of like a little jittery and upset that you uh, partied too hard and too long the night before. Uh, and I'm telling you, this stuff works. If you're someone that likes to sip on the sauce, you got to try this. Uh, you have to try it out. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So make sure you stock up on ZBiotics, pre alcohol probiotic before the big feast. You'll be Thankful you did the next day. Go to zbiotics.com slash whiskey to get 15% off your first order when you use the code whiskey at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they're going to refund your money. No questions asked. Come on. What more do you want? Remember, head over to zbiotics.com slash whiskey. Use the code whiskey at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and to our good times. This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Rabbit Hole Distillery, and they're one-of-a-kind Kentucky bourbon and rye whiskeys. I've been talking about them for a long time. Behind uh, this award-winning uh, spirit is the story of their founder, Kaveh Zemanian. A successful 20-plus year career he had as a psychologist. Dumped it. Just got rid of it. And went down the rabbit hole to craft some of the finest spirits. He was just inducted, by the way, into the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame. Pretty impressive. What I love about this stuff, uh, genuinely, is it is truly small bash. A lot of people say theirs is. It's not. Okay? They produce under 15 barrels. They ensure quality in every single drop. This is very good sauce. It's priced very well. You can find it everywhere across the United States, no matter where you live. Um, it's great to hold on to if you got a nice grip, huh? You want a nice grip, a little, little friendly pour? you got a good grip on this thing? Uh, and a lot of brands say they got toasted and charred barrels. They don't. These guys do. They guarantee it. They got four distinct expressions, um, and I've had them all. I love them all. Cave Hill is great. That's their triple malt bourbon. High gold is the high rye. Double malt bourbon. Boxer Grail is that sour mash rye. And honestly, even if you're not a rye person, this is very good. You might be calling yourself a rye guy too soon. But lately I've been sip-sapping on some of the Derringer. This stuff is finished in uh, Pedro Jimenez Sherry Casks. Uh, so good. Little little hints of uh, uh, cherry behind that. Dried fruit. A little bit of wine. Kind of tastes a, lot, a little bit of vino. Have you uh, have you slipping away into Happy Town with this stuff? Trust me, you got to grab yourself some Rabbit Hole. Give it a try. Let me know online how much you like it. They got four of those expressions. Uh, and go to rabbitholedistillery.com/slash/buy now rabbitholedistillery.com slash buy now use the promo rabbit for five dollars off your first order drink responsibly have fun ginger I like gingers no but you just do have this big very large presence to you that uh it's 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 interesting that that's who you were as a as a kid because yeah right I you kind of have this um yeah you have this this physicality to you that it goes back to the days of the stuff that we've talked about on this show before that I love the old comedies you know I think my favorite comedies were so much more physical and large and so. big-bodied, and I feel like nowadays we're much smaller, which I guess that's just the times, but yeah. man, I love a good Pratt fall. I, I, like, I love watching someone take each shit. It's just funny, It's, the best, it's yeah. just funny. like even just like the phys- like even something like um, uh, the scene in Dumb and Dumber when he's on the toilet. At the truck stop and they kick the, and he kicks the door in and the way he screams. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I want so much more of that again. Right. It's so simple. Right. And and you feel it so much more. But that's kind of disappearing in in film comedy. But we're trying to bring it back, at least in our world yeah, and hundred yeah, percent. Film doing.
1: comedy's got a lot more wordy and premises, and it's like a, sometimes I feel like they're trying to be too smart and remember like people just want to laugh and they don't want to think as much. Yeah, I think that's just, why they just want to laugh. That's why you look back at like I still remember one of my favorite things ever was Chevy Chase falling down the flight of stairs at a comedy. It was an award show. I forget which one it yeah, was. Yeah, like, I know, I know. I'm trying and, to think of what it was. I think, I think it was an Oscars or an Emmys or whatever, and he fell down the stairs, and I used to, like, watch that on loop. I was like, that was that was unbelievable. But even for me growing up, Looney Tunes was my jam. I just loved Wile E. Yeah. Coyote. And they never said a word. And I just loved the physical comedy and all that. I could watch it for hours. Well, that's what they say, like, great. Uh, I can't remember who told me this. This is really weird.
0: But someone said... Um, great comedy to make a really great comedy on, in the visual sense like on television or film or whatever um, if you can turn the volume off Watch do you still mute. know what's going on and is it funny yeah. and I thought that was really powerful I don't even know what director said that to me but I was like oh man is that, is that true for all and then you start to think yeah there's a lot of comedies yeah. if they're good enough it doesn't even need to be like break a thing fall through a thing no. but if the if the liveliness is big enough the facial expression or it. whatever yeah and i know i mean you go back to silent comedies and you're like oh right yeah. i knew the whole story without knowing anything 100%. at all and you're right nowadays i feel like we are getting just uh, yeah a lot of stuff is like wordy and it, we're trying to be really clever yeah. you know Quite like cleverness yeah, is yeah really just the, way you the get cleverness caught. is tough like we went to see barbie you know i went to go see that and it was had a lot of funny stuff in it but it's trying to be snarky and clever and yeah. underhanded which is fine but I don't know. You kind of want, just like hit me with how dumb it's. D- because by 100%. the way, it's, you know what we're doing is dumb. I mean, 100%. what if what, this is all fake? Yeah, yeah I know. This <laughs> is so <laughs> stupid. Like,
1: if you're trying to do a message, do a drama. Like, yeah, that's it's right? I mean, it's like make me know, cry, make right, me that's cry. It. I yeah. mean, I want to feel terrible about myself yeah. after it's over. The <laughs> yeah. credits. I want to <laughs> figure out if my life is worth it.
0: <laughs> I've done that multiple times. You know, you leave the theater. Last time I did that was like uh, that uh, triangle of sadness. Did you ever see? that I didn't movie? see that one. No. Whew, my God that'll it'll just like reconfigure your brain emotionally about yeah. people and relationships and right that did, that thing did a you dance know what, for me everything
1: man. I, everywhere Everyone all at once th- did the same thing for me cried i was like, cried, I, I, like I was more minutes. like i just like watched the screen when it was over and i was just like I, you know when you catch yourself sitting there like how long have i been sitting here like yeah. it was like one of those i was like holy cow and was... the
0: popcorn sweeper was like buddy <laughs> let's go, go. pick get up a room on. joe or let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. try to get some side work what's going on here man get out of here guys times are tough guys times are tough you're how you're in LA. We're supposed to be doing a show tonight. We are. Are you popping for something specific? Uh, are you this, allowed to talk about I it? Not here for this. You, you did. Me. Yeah, that's huge. That's uh, like said, that's a big know, big deal. I'm a
1: huge fan of you, and I was like, I can't miss this opportunity. So that's hundred percent. I have a show in San Francisco tomorrow, so I came out a day early to do this. Well, uh, where are you doing it at? I'm at the uh, San Francisco. Cobbs um, punchline. No, I'm at the theater. It's the theater. A, it's, uh, the on. Egyptian, or I should I should probably say. Isn't well, really this, is, this isn't going to go out today. They're going to miss it anyway. It's going to be gone.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be gone. But isn't it sad when we don't even know the name of the theater that we're playing? Which, yeah. by the way, it happens to all of us.
1: Yeah, do, you can look. I, you he, look
0: up. There's the Orpheum, the Koran, the Castro, the Golden Gate. I think Victoria. it's the Palace of, Palace Fine, Arts. of Fine Arts. I, I think, think that's, that's what it is. is. I bet you that's. I what think
1: it that's it. It's the Palace of Fine Arts.
0: Palace of Fine yeah. Arts. Yeah, I think so. Um, San Francisco, but, great city, underrated comedy city in the regard that people would think. And I'm being political for no other reason than it's obvious. But people do this thing where they're like, "Oh, San Francisco, everybody must be, you know, stuck up, liberal, or whatever." You know what I mean? Like, oh, sensitive, blah, 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 whatever these catchphrases are and buzzwords. The opposite. Yeah. I've had the most fun in San Francisco, like, unhinged, fun, goofball, weirdo experimental sets up there. Yeah. And it's completely opposite of what people – Peg it as. Yeah, 100%. It's it's this weird – and we do this coastal thing where we're like, oh, you know. What what is that city like? People do that all the time, and I go, "You'd be blown away. It's amazing." Yeah, amazing, you know, like great city. Someone yeah. just said that to us when we were on a ro- on the road, and uh, they said, "Well, you know, something like Kansas City," and I go, "Kansas City is incredible. It's an incredible comedy yeah. town, yeah. a great culture town, bars, restaurants." 100%. I was like, "You're off," and I think that happens to to Americans because. They get this impression on the internet, right, of like a place, and they're like that must be what that that's place it. is like, or
1: it's the way it's portrayed in like things, you know. And it's, it's like- just
0: been in culture for so long, yeah, for sure. You know, and some of them are true, right? So, uh, you know, like Texas, it's a Fargo, to, uh, to, <laughs> yeah,
1: Fargo. <laughs> Fargo's Fargo, Fargo is Fargo, yeah. And
0: Texas is Texas. They yeah. know they're Texas. They talk, they feel it. That you know, that's you literally think it's a joke that it's like everything's big. They are that way. They are. You do a show down there, that's and like show. that's right, boy. Yeah, you better believe it, dude. <laughs> You're like all right, buddy. I don't- this is how it
1: goes here. In Texas, yeah, man. I'm out of here soon, man. Don't. I'm
0: like, God, please don't just, hurt me. I just wanted a sprite. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get in and out, man. I'll be as fast <laughs> but, as I can. Yeah. You said when when you said you're Sicilian. You know, I'm Siciliano too. I'm, oh, nice. I'm, yeah, my my dad's family's from Sicily. Do you know what part of Sicily you're from?
1: Uh, I do not. No, you no. never went down there. No, not been? yet. I haven't been. There. And everybody gets gotta so go, disappointed. Gotta go, gotta I go. know. It was we were going to do it for our honeymoon, but I was like, I want to see Italy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to. on my honeymoon, I just wanted to relax, so we didn't do it. And I was like, I'll go. And now I think it's. I'll probably end up doing it for like my fiftieth birthday or something like that. My kids are too young now. Yeah, what do you like mean carry, too young to enjoy it? So yeah, too young to like to walk around and everything. Well, yeah, because they'll get annoyed. Yeah, and I, I want to carry that? me. Right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I want gelato. Okay. <laughs> right. We'll
0: get them in one of those wagons. Everyone has like those pull wagons I see all the time now. Just throw the them in a thing. Is that what they are? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just on the streets of Tuscany.
1: Like, hi guys, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. I got to return this. You
0: guys want? Uh, you want gelato? <laughs> <laughs> no, these things, the little tykes Yeah, I see those things oh, all the time. No, people Red just Wiggers, hauling yeah. kids and yeah, get them, get a, get. A, oh, thanks. He's going to buy one for us. Yeah, get an elite stroller. Oh away. man,
1: I do. I used to sell these kind of things. I worked at Giggle, a baby store, a high end baby store for seven years. What? And I used to sell. Yeah, I used to sell like thousand dollar furniture. It's crazy. Wait, Giggle is the, is it Giggle an online? It's it a physical brick and mortar? It's a physical brick and mortar. I was their first personal shopper in Soho, New York. Whoa! And then I ended up working there with them seven years. Ended up being their training program manager, and that's a job I left to do. Jokers.
0: Wait, seven years seven you years, worked there.
1: Yeah. So you were obviously good, they kept
0: you on, I'm you a were killing
1: it I'm a salesman, yeah, I, my, my sales career started out here in 03 I moved out to LA to chase the dream to be uh, a screenwriter and movie director, I ended up working at Nordstrom's at the Grove God bless, and uh, I crushed it crushed yeah. it, and I ended up getting poached from there to open up HD Buttercup in Culver City, Jesus Christ yeah. so dude. I got poached from there and I was a personal shopper there and uh, then I moved back to New York. H.G. Buttercup, by the way, uh, you want to talk about people that don't
0: know what that is. It used to be an old bakery here in Culver mm-hmm. City. It was an old bakery building, and they turned it into an elitist furniture store. hundred percent. And it's beautiful, and the couches are like 30 grand, and Dude, a mirror will cute. be – a mi- there's a mirror. We looked at them. We went there one time. There was a mirror that was like six grand. Yeah. And I was like, what does it show me?
1: Yeah. Does it show <laughs> – what could it show? Am I the fairest me, yeah, of them all. Yeah, yeah seriously. I did. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I worked out this thing with them, so they they pushed me from Nordstrom. And when I got the job, I always did this thing where I we were like, you always make the job that you want. That was like the rule I made. So right. whenever I interviewed for a job, I'd be like, I'm like, okay. And I was like, and I'll be the personal shopper here. And they're like, oh, what's that? And they'll and they'll be like, oh no, we just needed you to be like either a store manager, assistant manager, whatever. I'm like, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm looking for a personal shopper role. And they'd be like, well, what's that? And I'm like, well, I would just greet. Customers sell them whatever they need in the store, be able to sell the whole store not just work in one department. Because that store, HD Buttercup, has a bunch of little right. retails Sections, in between. Yeah. Then everybody hired their own people. But I want to be able to sell the whole store because that's oh. how you make the Chicago. Right. So I was like, all right, that's what I'm gonna do. I said, so I was like, I'd like to be able to sell the whole store. They're like, Well, you won't know all the product. I'm like, don't worry about it, I'll know all the product because there's a lot of product in there. And I was like, I'll take care of that, I'll bullshit my way. So I was able to cover and sell the whole store and I worked them out to give me five percent commission.
0: Five percent? Five percent What's usual, yeah. like two, uh, two or one? Two, yeah, two,
1: you started two, two and a half. So wow. I ended up getting five. Percent commission and there was an antique section in the back left-hand corner which was being oh, yeah. run by this guy who was like i forget his name but i think it was the most like miserable like he just didn't like he was just doing this job and just nobody ever went in there right so one day dave has to go pick up his either pick up his It was like kid's school night or whatever he had to go like see his teacher the kid's teacher he's like joe it was like a half hour left he's like joe could you just watch that i'm not in there fine i go literally after he leaves little old lady comes in she walks in. Like, hey, excuse me, could you? Yeah, i help you yeah, We're walking all this stuff. She's like, oh, this armoire is beautiful. I'm like, oh, this is the best armoire. This is mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> this is mahogany. This it's oak. You know, yeah. she's, like, she's like, it really reminds me of the one that my late husband had. She's like, I'll take it. I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I was like, have you, have you dealt with, uh, i call him Frank. Have you dealt with Frank before? She goes, oh, no. She's like, I just it's my first time in here. I'm like, all right. I was like, I'll sell it to you. I look at the price tag. It's $30,000. I was like, dude, I just put this on my back and just walk out. Like, what do you want me to do right now? I'll carry it. Yeah, so I just... I'll carry it to your house. So she did it. I bought it. I got the commission. The next day, he came in, and he was like, where's the armor?" I was like... I sold it. We sold it. <laughs> was, I sold actually he everything inside. Went of it. to the longest lunch I've ever seen. He was just defeated like Eeyore, walking out to lunch. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like this poor guy I felt so bad.
0: That is, I mean, that's that you you must have had the skill. I mean, honestly, and that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. A- any good talker, comics, we could we could sell anything. Yeah. You know, like that was kind of how my, I got it from my dad. Yeah. You know this guy. I mean, you know the whole the joke. It's like you could sell ice to an Eskimo. It's like he he, he could convince people of the thing that they need. Sure. My grandfather was a big hustler when he was alive. Yeah. Yeah, and this guy, you want to talk about a hustler. I have a character that I do based on him. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he literally, genuinely, he was a hustler. He never had a gig. He when he was a kid, he was a numbers runner for uh the big, the boys, <laughs> yeah. And uh and notably so, it wasn't even like a secret. It was kind of like a thing that they were comfortable talking about cuz he was just in and out and had a lot of friends yeah. in that world and uh then when he learned how to go to the factories, grab wholesale stuff and just sell it at street value. He was like, how do people – why doesn't everybody do this? <laughs> so he would literally – when I was a kid, he'd walk in, we'd walk into a restaurant. If it was like a mid-range restaurant, you know, where it's like mom and pop but it's kind of a little bit nicer. Yeah. He'd walk right into the kitchen. And I'm not exaggerating at all. I've seen him do this multiple times. He'd walk into the kitchen and he'd be like, who's, uh, who's the manager? And the manager would come out and be like, who, who, who the fuck are yeah. you? What the fuck are you doing back here? He's like, dude, these, these mats aren't up to code. These rubber mats, you know, the floor mats and no slip <laughs> mats in the kitchen. He goes, these aren't up to code. And he's like, who the fuck, who the fuck are you? Man. You know, it's Chicago. It's like yeah. there's, there's no, like, gullibleness out of these people. Right. They're like, get the fuck out of. And he's like, no, 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 man. You ought to flip these right now. I have some in my car right now. I'll, I'll do it for you right now. And the guy's like, dude, get out of here. My grandfather would physically take them, rip the mats up. Put them outside in the trash and go put in new mats and just be like, Good, you know, two for five. But I'll give you the and he and they would do it and oh they would pay. Him. Goodness, that's amazing. A part of it was bully tactics. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> part yeah, of it was like, right. you know, you better do this because we come around here a lot, you know. <laughs> but he, that's how my grandfather made a living, and my dad obviously adopted that, but took the sensible part and knew how to talk to people. Yeah, just knew how to convince them a shit. 100%. But that's what we got. That's how our world is. Speaking to as comedians, yeah, you're just selling a. You're just selling a joke. Do you find yourself truthful? On stage? Yeah. No, it's honestly, like, I'm, I am weave in the world of, like, a, a lot of times my stories are based on t- separate things that I've made one story. Yep. So a lot of it is truth, right? There's a lot of stories that are just raw, the thing that happened. But a lot of times I'll peel from something that happened to me when I was a kid or something that happened as an adult, and they they have a similar tie. Yeah. So I'll just link them, too. I do that all the time. Okay. I feel like a lot of comics kind of weave these oh, for sure. narratives or like a, a friend of mine had a joke that they just wrote and it's so good and they didn't want to um, they didn't want to call out the person that you know what I mean they didn't want it because the person would have known Yeah. and so I said just change it to a family member that you don't have like a brother or a sister right, do you right. not have a sister do you not have a brother yeah. just say my brother or my sister that doesn't exist who gives a shit Right. they don't know it doesn't make the joke any, you know, like it still makes that it fun. Makes you right.
1: makes you comfortable to say it. One hundred percent.
0: And I said all that's doing yeah. is showing the ownership. It's a family member. It's a relationship tie. They get that, and yeah. that's it. Then the person that you're really talking about doesn't feel embarrassed or hurt or. Yeah. So I, I do that a lot. I'll change stuff to to make sure that I'm not, you know,
1: incriminating people. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, or hurting
1: someone. That last story or, was know, really about your uncle, you're yeah. like my
0: grandfather, <laughs> my uncle Steve. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was, that was about my grandma. That motherfucker,
1: he was... He was yeah. But do you do that? What do you do? Are you are you all gut? Are I'm a storyteller, yeah. You all story? I'm pretty, pretty but much But is story- some of your stories...
0: They're,
1: they're... I mean, out of it, there's only probably a couple of embellishments, but not much at all. Like, wow. most of the stuff is crazy. I'm also, you know, I've only... This is my first hour. So, right. you know, I mean, I imagine my next ones as I'm building my next one and stuff. It'll be a little bit... Because
0: how many, how many years now in stand-up?
1: uh one and a half almost yeah, two
0: as it goes buddy yeah you're going to yeah, start peeling the apart. parks well, well i have I've
1: also started like like doing that but like one of the stories I tell on stage is just happened literally from a sentence I'm, I'm good friends with Steve Byrne. you know yeah. Byrne and I oh, do, yeah. we do our podcast Nashville too. now. he's the best yeah burns Bernie. and uh so he did uh i was telling the story about we had gone to Disneyland with my son and We went on that Star Wars ride. My son's five years old at the time. Perfect. Doesn't know Star Wars, doesn't understand a ride. We're in outer space. I turn and he's hugging the railing going, I want to go back to Earth, screaming. And I tell him that story. He's like, that's hysterical. He's like, you got to tell that story on stage. I'm like, well, I just told you the story. He's like, no, but like tell the story. Right. So that and I was like, oh, okay. So then I was like trying to figure out the whole thing and I just worked on it and stuff. And now it's probably one of my favorite things I do on stage. And it, it just came from like a moment. So now I think what I had to work on mostly because when I was on stage with the guys, most of my career I've, I've been in an ensemble, one of four, right. 25% of the funny. If your joke sucks, somebody will pick it up for you. No you deal. were more than 25. I, I know. We You're all pick picking
0: know. up the slack of some of those guys. <laughs> Trust me. Like, oh, my back. <laughs> yeah. uh, no,
1: was, um, but they, the thing was like it'd be interesting to, you know, see if like you had an off night or you weren't like feeling it, like somebody will pick you up and, you know, you can just get through your stuff right. and whatnot. And like that was the biggest change for me. It was like, oh, it's you for 65 minutes. You got to do this. It's all you. It's all you. But right. with that came the responsibility and the empowerment of this was a great show. I did great. Right. Or it was a bad show. I got to be better. You know what I mean? So it was like that, which I never had. So that was the biggest thing for me was like, okay, how do I put together this show that I'm 100% responsible for, that I'm 100% proud of, and that I feel like people are getting what they want when they come to see me? Yeah. And I, once I got that, and I was like, boom, I love this. You're good to go. Yeah.
0: Right. That's it. Well, that's my, that was always my crush with stand up, which is why I never sketch and improv i always enjoyed from afar as a fan yeah uh but man i always loved stand-up because it was all my fault it was all my success you like it better than acting stand-up yeah all by a lance really yeah it's not even close i mean i started as a stand-up right i started stand ups. uh i don't even know i don't even know now 16 years ago or whatever 17 years ago and Mm -hmm. acting I, i got into later and i always liked the idea of it but the difference was um i like all the pressure. Yeah, I like all of but them. But you're a good actor. Thank you. Yeah. But I, but 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 to be honest, like this sounds condescending, but with acting, like the it's not the this- it is pressure, but it's a different pressure. Yeah. It's, you have someone to rely on. There's, a, I can do another take.
1: Right. What do I give? Right, a shit? Th-
0: th- th- that gave me the other so much. take
1: is unbelievable. Like the editing. I get to go know? again. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god.
0: Yeah. It, it, to me, the only time I ever felt pressure was when it was someone I was performing with on camera that I respected a lot, and I wanted to make sure I did them right. Right. That was it. Outside yeah. of that, I couldn't care less.
1: Uh, That's like me coming on this podcast. 100. Sure, I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Well, you're doing okay. <laughs>
1: he's taking notes about how bad you're doing. Yeah, he's doing okay. <laughs> it's gonna be a three minute, 17 minute episode. <laughs> it's
0: just gonna be me talking to myself we're just gonna superimpose my no, but i I feel like uh I feel like you know you know when, when you're performing live with your friends, the pressure, even if it's twenty five percent like you say, which is not true I mean you guys are all doing a hundred, everyone has to yeah. do a hundred to meet each other at this point, yeah. point. and it's so great that that pressure is there of success or failure' Because when a joke hits, my god, there's nothing like that yeah, sure. there is no scene I've ever shot that feels the way that you do when like you're up there with the boys, and it's humming. Oh, it's, that's interesting. There's something— Do you watch stuff that you've acted in with people? I don't watch anything that I—I I don't really watch stuff that I've done. Well,
1: good thing other people do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank God. Thank God. No, but he knows. I'm bad. I don't like—I really can't stand it. I I, I, I get—the uh, anxiety is—like, so, editing a special yeah. is real tough for me. I, so watching a scene from a television show or a film, my God, oh my take me out back and shoot me. Okay. I don't want to—it's yeah. I, I, tough to watch because I overanalyze, I pick myself oh, apart. Sure. Everyone else, I don't even see when it, when it's not, when I'm watching my if I watch something I've done, I immediately get annoyed at how poor a, this thing is, or I don't like the way I did that, or I said something. It's like I don't know. I don't want to pick it apart. Which with, with stand up, it's here and now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, there is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, no, I can't really. I can't do it, man. I just the, I weir- can't do the weirdest
1: it. thing for me is when we did the movie and we went we did the premiere like to watch in a movie theater with a bunch of people and it was like. All right, my family was with me, and I was like, okay, this is kind of weird to see it. And then when we got some laughs at, like, some stuff that I did, like, they made me, I don't know if you saw the movie, I, they made me a cave monster, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite things I've ever done, because I That up, was the real you, I by pulled, the way. Yeah. I pulled up a crack. Yeah, that's what I look like. I, yeah. This is all makeup. <laughs> Take took me two and a half hours. I'm in the chair before I come out. <laughs> um, but I did, when I did that, it started with an idea of me being like, because we started, and I was with uh, Henchy, Chris Henchy was the director, and I'm like, uh. And he was like, "All right, how do you want to?" He's like, "How do you want to join the crowd?" And I was like, "I want to come from the ravine." Mm. And he's like, "He's like, what do you mean?" I said, "Well, I want to go around the back where you're like you're not allowed to go. We, you know, it was this cave with a tour." And I, right. the thing was, I was supposed to got lost in the cave years ago, and I turned into a cave monster. I had a t shirt on that said, "I'm the beef," <laughs> and I was like, got lost in the late '80s, <laughs> and then I grew up in this cave, and then yeah. oh, I found this right. So that's a stupid premise. But I was like, to surprise the boys and to get into it really well, I said, "I want to come out of the darkness." I was like, "How do we do that?" And he's like. He's like, well, he's like, let me find out. And there was like, literally had to like open this gate, had to wait for the key to come through. We got, we went around and they're waiting for me. And I go around the back and it was a guy who works there. who was like a security guard who didn't know we were filming that day. And here I come down the thing. Looking and like I'm like that. walking down. I go, sup, man. And he's like, hey, man. <laughs> and I go, And I go, I'm supposed to be here. He goes. All right. and he, <laughs> watching as he and just that little moment in my head I put me in such a funny good mood because I just messed with this guy who had no idea what was happening yeah and it was like, oh this is really funny and then when I come out from the darkness and the guys see it not knowing where and I just hear them in my ear going crazy and I was like oh that set up that scene so when I watched that scene on the movie I know all that going into it yeah and I was like, oh I really hope this hits
0: right and it did and of I was like course. oh thank
1: God and if it didn't I'd be like oh shit man all, all that, but that so know.
0: that feels that that feeling of of like celebrating with people like I get it yeah. I know why people love it I just uh in a program that f- way. oh man it yeah. just gets my my bone shake like when we go to like a premiere I'm always like god I don't want to see it man mm. I don't know there's something about it that gives me it gives me the nerves but I think um stand up uh the failure and the success are easily the best feeling yeah. i've ever had if you told me i could never act again or i could never do stand-up again oh for sure i'd put acting to bed really t- today yeah I, I i enjoyed my time but i can't give up the thing that i like the most that's great because it's nice to beat yourself up a little bit if you're only acting and once you get into acting and you're doing well and you get booked on jobs and and uh, if you are in the thing in the machine you're going to keep working a little bit you can kind of find new jobs and then, yeah. you know you get some accreditation and then it's like you know, you're kind of rewarded continuously thereafter, right? You're treated better as you go on and the bigger job you get. With stand-up, dude, you could be Killing in a theater one night, then going to work on material locally and be eating shit. shit yeah. It feels good. Yeah. And as actors have an ascension, they don't really get that. They do this like gradual rise, and then eventually they all crash, which yeah. well, everybody does. I mean, everyone's career kind of goes down
1: yeah. once you get that. There's big. a bomb or whatever that yeah. what they do, and then yeah. they're like, okay, what's the next one? It can't be as bad as that one,
0: right? And but that but that has to that kind of has to be the path. Like they have little clicks in the meantime, but with stand-up, dude, you have these extremes where like. You know, we just did The Gorge with, with Bird on tour. It's 15,000 people. And then a week later, I was working out new stuff here in town, and I'm eating bags of shit, you know? And it's like that juxtaposition is yeah. what you need to kind of stay sane a little bit, yeah. I think, as a performer. So that's
1: – I think that's why it's healthy. It's also control, right? Like you get to – you say what you want to say.
0: Yeah, You're, it's you're putting our, yeah. out there what you want. You right, know? that's it's, the it's other – And that, you're
1: not dependent on somebody else doing well.
0: Right, that's the other trick is like, you know, yeah. especially if you're on something where they want you to say the words to the book. That's always tough. <laughs> You know what I mean? Again, as the goofball kid, I'm like, do you want me to say all Do you want it funny
1: or do you want it what's written?
0: (laughs) Exactly. And they're like, oh, you think you're going to do it better than this? You're like, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. If I'm being honest, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
1: How about one for me? Yeah. (laughs)
0: Let's do one. Let's get one more for me. Well, that's the best part, right? Is that there's the endless amount of takes. Is there's 100%. no, you know. So you're so now you're on tour. You go to San Francisco and you're building for an hour or you're shooting an hour. Because uh, you said the hour.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll end up shooting this hour. Yeah. This is so the one I've been doing an hour. You're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I I'm love ready to go. it. Yes. Do you know where you want to shoot it? I'm shooting it in uh, New York at the Paramount on Long Island. I love that theater. I'm Beautiful. from Long
0: Island. So. You are from Long Island. Yeah.
1: Well, I live out there now. Yeah. Yeah. From Staten Island originally, but I've been I was going to say
0: you're Staten trash, right? Yeah, and, stat and then trash. you moved out to trash Long island. island. Yeah. Yeah. Trash yeah. Island. I moved. I upgraded to different to the better island.
1: Um, but yeah i 'm going to do that, and uh i 'm really excited about that that 's
0: awesome yeah. would well, you have a date that you 're going to shoot it? Do you already know
1: uh yeah, I think i 'm going to do it in well i 'm going to be at the end of this tour, so we 'll probably sometime in March beginning not, of next or, year beginning of next year yeah but uh i 'm also i 'm playing the beacon, which i'm really excited huge. about huge which is great New so. York yeah new York how so. great is that yeah man. I'm so excited
0: that's one of those spots right everybody wants the beacon is kind of one of those like oh, i I played the New York comedy Festival and I did town hall, and I thought that was such like a a cool moment because you yeah. 're like God imagine all the great things that have come through here, and then I get to just be me yeah. and do this. It, it always makes me laugh when we play, like, these beautiful historic theaters on our tour, and I'm like, we're doing dick and fart jokes. <laughs> know. You know, like Pavarotti somewhere. This hand-chiseled. This yeah. is hand chiseled. Yeah. emerald
1: <laughs> right. ch- chalice uh, chandelier, and I'm like, oh, you know.
0: That, that was yeah. sent, you know, t- uh, uh, that was sent two centuries ago from the queen of, you know, whatever, yeah. and you're like, right on. Uh, so are they going to be able to see my butthole from this <laughs> angle, or, I mean... I need to turn. That's exactly how our shows yeah. are. It's like, uh, that juxtaposition is what makes me laugh about these beautiful... These beautiful theaters. Are you going to self-distribute, by the
1: way? I'm just going to make it and see what happens.
0: Okay, that's the move. I think Who so. cares? Right. Yeah,
1: Because the other thing is, like, I'm honestly just kind of doing it for me because to work so hard on something for, like, two years and yeah. then for not to... Keep it. It's crazy to me. Like yeah, if push I it out. Just film it and do it. Like I know how to produce, so I'm like, I'm just going to self do it. And that's now all. you're
0: going to do. Are you gonna want to do everything on your own? You are at least hiring out a company, or you like, I'll direct it. I'll
1: do all that well, stuff. Well, no, I've done all that. So I directed Burns' last special. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Great. yeah. So I've, the only I've
0: problem with that. Burns' last special was the guy doing the jokes. That was probably the worst part. About it. of That was hard. Yeah, we,
1: we tried to shoot around it. Didn't work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what could you do?
1: And you did your part very well. I did. It looked beautiful. I did. It looks
0: great. It looks but great. But the man up there, blah blah <laughs> blah. You know, that's that was probably the. Shout out Steve Byrne, great guy, great comic. I chased him out of town by the way, I told him you better leave. I said, get out of L.A. Get yeah, out of here. You better get out of here. Yeah, sure. I
1: don't yeah. want to put up with you he's anymore. Cursed. I tell you, he comes on the road with me sometimes, and it's the best, man. hes I mean, we do our podcast Two Cool Moms together, yeah. and that's been a good time for me. We've always wanted to work together on something. I know him like 10 years. And then when, you know, my life took a change and I had some time to open up, and I was like, let's try to do a podcast together. And, yeah. and we tried, and we started just talking about stuff. The first first version we had of it was called Ying Yang Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> and, and then we just both started really talking about our moms and— realize what like powerful figures they were growing up and how much stories we had about them and then how we always went to each other for advice like i'm one of his confidants he's one of mine yeah and i was like oh so let's just wrap it around this so that's what ended how we ended up like coming up with that format and i just love it i just think it's you guys shoot in new york or do you do in new york yeah
0: Yeah, you do so he because he's down there he just flies up to you
1: he comes up up there we're part of iheart now we're part of the oh right on good that's great work so we're doing it well he's important
0: he's a pittsburgh guy right yeah
1: pittsburgh right yeah yeah. he uh, actually grew up in jersey Oh, we little, did? For a little bit, yeah. Manalva, oh, wow. New Jersey. And then he li- He did most of his in Pittsburgh. Yeah.
0: We just did a run through Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, is, it's so... Dude, it's, when we were
1: talking earlier, that's one of the cities where people are like, oh, what's the city that surprised you and you liked? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh I couldn't believe yeah. it. And then people go, Pittsburgh? I'm like,
0: yeah, Pittsburgh. Well, you, same thing with uh, well, uh, Rochester, right? Rochester? Rochester, New York? Oh, yeah, you weren't there, right? We left you, thank God. I didn't want you to come. Yeah, yeah I, now it's bag. awkward. Yeah, no, we're. Let's yeah. talk
1: about what you told me why you left.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, let's do it. Uh, 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 bad behavior Bad attitude Disrespectful Sleeping in Not doing his job on time mm-hmm. You or know, Just giving, an
1: overall ineffectiveness which I'm you really giving want McConey to to
0: you a lot of shit But you know what This week he's actually been a really good help uh, On this show And me and Bob's show So I, I give you a little I'll give you a little bit of credit In front of someone I very much respect To someone I don't respect at all
1: You understand? <laughs> You get you get how He's, this works. He says he says it because he loves you. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. That's
0: right, dude. This kid grew up like this is the thing. Like I meet his parents. He's a Midwest kid. It's immediately why I take to him. And I meet his parents. And these are Minnesota people. There there is you know they're rich like 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 beautiful soil. I mean they're yeah. deep. Yeah. They're lovable. They're
1: smart. And they made you the ivy that's just poisoning. That's
0: right. <laughs> and I'm growing all over it. And I'm gonna kill it. Yeah. Trust yeah. me, I'm gonna Trying smother to it. It, and, it looks nice. <laughs> But it's
1: killing. How is it's that? actually killing it's so everything. Nice. The tree is dying, is right. what we're saying. Right, right, right. Get out now. Do what you can. Yeah,
0: yeah. You should run. <laughs> but these are good people, and you just feel like uh, it is so interesting when you meet these Midwest for sure people. That they're man. They're, it's like they don't have a bad bone in their body. It's a, you can't find the flaw in some like his parents. These kind of people. It's the reason that I took to him because I was like. He got to have good core, even if he's rotten so, on the outside. So you met
1: you met his parents were like, do you have off Do you have offspring? I want to take it.
0: <laughs> well, no. Let me tell you something. His his parents are like my age. That was like the weirdest thing to meet them at one of our shows. Yeah. Where were we when we met your parents? Uh, where'd it come? Baltimore? I don't know. Oh, uh, Be More. You're we doing yeah. an East Coast run, and they came through. Yeah, and it's so funny because it, you, I forget. You know, he's twenty-four. His parents are like our age. And oh my like, goodness! How, yeah, how, how gross though. Yeah, it's yeah, like is... I'm thinking they're going to be like real, you know, older adults, and <laughs> yeah. no, they're kids. They're You're
1: just kids. out here crushing it, 24 years old. God bless. You. He's
0: doing okay. He's we're about. Do to you ever work at
1: Nordstrom? Do you ever sell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't sell shit at Nordstrom. That's will tell that. yeah. Wait, I well, actually—that's funny. We cruise too fast, but the the baby company that you work for in New York mm-hmm. was it like selling? It was just selling rich people cribs and stuff.
1: Cribs, gear, like uh, strollers, super carriers. overpriced. Uh, yeah, just all high end.
0: That's great about New York. New crazy. York, New York is like the place you can do. You can kind of do that here, but you can really do that in New York oh, for sure. New York is where that for stuff sure. is.
1: I, like. I I put uh, this company. I put this company on pretty much out of business. That was doing. Because I oversold, I sold too many of their highest end crib that they couldn't keep up with their manufacturing. Shut they tried up. to move to another manufacturer, I swear. They tried, it was a $3,000 crib system. $3,000? $3,
0: 3000 What do you mean, it's crib system? Crib you say system. like, is it prison too? Crib yeah. converts, is there solitary? It converts
1: all the way up to a twin bed.
0: No, unbelievable way. system. Yeah, it was great. What's it called? Do you know what it's called? Uh,
1: I forgot the name of it at this point, but uh, it That's was available. Crazy. It was available in a couple different colors, right? And the hottest color that sold was the espresso, was the dark wood. As it so would. I was, As it I was just, I just kept selling it, and they, the person that they were getting it from couldn't manufacture it quick enough. So like, we got to go find a new new manufacturer. They switch a new manufacturer, It comes out, ends up being shit. They sold all this product, they had to return all this money. Ugh. It was crazy. So I was like, oh, I just broke this company. It's not your fault. It's not my That's fault. That's their fault. That's their fault. Yeah, I, you, you, I still got my commission. Yeah, you did the right thing. <laughs> A
0: three thousand dollar crib. I don't have any kids, but I don't know. But my my instinct says three thousand dollars for a, a crib money. is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And well, back
1: in, the day, I'm talking. I'm talking. I was going to say this be uh, seven, 20 years ago. Yeah, two thousand
0: seven. Yeah, six, yeah, sixteen seventy. Yeah, that's yeah, absurd. Yeah, yeah, it was not, What does an average crib cost in the real world today? I were, actually don't know. My ignorance is disgusting. On the
1: real world today, no, you could get a you get a normal crib for you know eight hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks. Okay, right, 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 right. Yeah, a good crib for seven hundred. You could get cribs for like thirty dollars if you wanted.
0: Well, sure, that's yeah. the one I'd get for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would just put up on those dog fences that we had yeah. for my. But it it was also the age of the bugaboo that oh, struggle, yeah, that big yeah, show yeah. so I was I was deep in that bugaboo money oh
0: so when you left to 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 get with the boys when you left uh honestly was it hard because you were like man this is guaranteed money this thing I is- was the first one to quit my job you
1: were your to- first one out you All didn't even in. think twice I thought for a second so I took my two week vacation shooting the pilot we shot the pilot right then they ordered it and I needed six months so I said to my CEO at the time, Allie, I said, uh, I need a six month hiatus. She goes, oh, so you're quitting? I said, no, it's just hiatus. She's like, no, you're quitting it's all right i saw me back she's like well no she's like you'll be a tv star and then then you'll never worry about us but if it doesn't work out you're always welcome to come back but i can't keep your job for six months she's like we'll see what happens so right. i was like okay so i was like oh i gotta quit but sal at the time was a uh, owned a bar was a bartender right that i so know so he was working yeah. as overnights q was a fireman he was working overnights and would come to shoot and murray was working as uh for the production company that ended up producing the show so he was they all had job security wow. so when i quit i was like oh man but i was all in but the It's all I concentrated on, which was good because then I learned from the production of it. Right. So that really amped me up for 10 years to just be basically showrunner, producer, director, all of it, writer. Like, I was just hyper-focused on this thing for the first two years. The guys, I think, for the first two years kept their jobs. Wow. I quite, yeah, but you, were, you, were, you were all I was in. you were all in in the edits and stuff. But I think... And that's why uh, you're the best that, of all of them. That that's it. actually the truth. That's really <laughs> No, I think it's why I have a different skill set. Right, right, I think right. it's why, like, I always wanted to be a director when I grew up. That's what I'll be when I grow up. I'll be a writer director. I want right. to make movies. I always loved film growing up. So it was like that, you know, scratched that itch for me. It wasn't just like... Because I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I was like... If I wasn't me on that show, I don't think I would act. I never want to act. I'm not an actor. You just wanted to put it together. I just wanted to put it together and I got to be myself and make my friends laugh. So it was a perfect combination for me.
0: And That's, so that's that incredible to think that you never, never wanted to be in front of the camera. Like, yeah. Well, it's a hard thing to admit unless you're like, you know... <laughs> brad pitt where you're like i get it you want people to see what you look like you know
1: (laughs) you want to tout this out and about town (laughs) yeah Yeah, for sure
0: 100 show that off
1: yeah but i didn't you know i think it was just the right formula for me i'm not a good actor i don't think i am i don't have confidence when i do it
0: no you do you're but you're good you're good at what you do right right? like there's the varying degrees of when people say good at a thing it's the same thing in in comedy when someone's like oh that comic sucks and if they're a professional i go no no no. you just don't like that That style of comedy comedy. that's fine say
1: this i couldn't agree with you more well do the same thing with
0: every kind of food it's like that food that food genre sucks you're like you just don't like to eat it. Yeah,
1: you just don't like Indians. Many people like that. <laughs> I know. In yeah. fact,
0: billions of people like it. <laughs> but it, that, that's what's so annoying to me is like when someone's made a career, yeah. a profession as something, no matter what it is, and somebody goes, it sucks. It's like, no, no, no. You hate it. It's obviously working somewhere else. Yes, for sure. Because a lot of people must enjoy it. You're not the it. target. <laughs> right, that's fine. And that's yeah. all, But that's the same thing I say. You are a good actor in what exactly that you do. And you could stretch further if you tried. I mean, who knows? For sure. But what you guys do on the show, you're acting. I mean, you're uh, yeah.
1: you're all acting. I mean, the characters that I play were always fun because you always end up playing. Yeah, you dive something, into something. You know I mean? So
0: yeah, that is sure. no, truly you are, and you are very good, and you're better than better than all those guys. I will say, <laughs> uh, Q is atrocious. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but it's <laughs> I'm taking shots for no reason. For no reason. <laughs> yeah. No. It, no. It's. It, Did you ever meet Q? No, I never met. You I met Salo. the only guy I really like. Yeah. No, no, out of the boys. Yeah. Uh, in a perspective of like. Had dinner with, you know what I mean? Like gone out and yeah, like why haven't got, we gotten a little closer? Uh, can I be honest with you? <laughs> sure. Uh, because of the stuff that you, I mean, look, I've I've read the thread online you posted about <laughs> about me, you know. <laughs> It's not nice. You know? It's really not I nice. I started a thread ginger about... Ginger freak your- <laughs>
1: it's called that thread that you started. Yeah, But it's with love. There's an asterisk. There is. <laughs> and you're I right. I spelled freak wrong. Yeah, you did spell it. Yeah.
0: I thought you just couldn't spell frick, ginger it's frick. Freque. Ginger frick. It's ginger frick. Why come to New York? We, we, I'd love to t- I'd oh, love to go dude, out to dinner with I you. I'd love to. If you'll come to the city, I can't go to Long Island. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. no I'm a, i I go to the city. Okay, That's you okay. have to yeah. I don't have a choice. I love the city. That is one of those things where when I go, if I do I have friends that are all over New York as years have gone on, and a lot of them have families now or they move or they're out a little bit. And when they're like, hey, man, can you come to wherever? I'm always like, buddy.
1: Port Washington's not it's for not, me. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? I mean, the
0: last time I did, my good friend Ari, uh, who uh, is an actor that I worked on a show with, um, I drove up to Wallkill to see her. Oh, wow. You know who that is? Yeah, Wallkill. Wow. That's, That's a good different. friend. Yeah, yeah, well, I love her, and I haven't seen her in years. And yeah. she bought a house up there, and I said... I'm gonna come. I, I want to come. I really want to come see you. Right. And so we went up there. Uh, me and my buddy Chris O'Connor. Do you know Chris? Mm-hmm. Stand up, great stand up. Yeah. Um, but we went up there because I said, you know what, dude? Let's go get a meal and go hang out in the woods because yeah, you know, living in here, you get, you, this that's, chaotic that's place, I and got, then that, yeah. and the New York chaotic city, city. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I don't, I don't go out to the. the I do really get up to the will. sticks yeah. ever? I mean, anywhere really, like yeah. any city I travel to, you're in the gut of the thing, and you're in a hotel, and then you go yeah. home. Right. And so it was nice to go out and. Uh, get a home cooked meal and sit by uh, a pond. Like with...
1: a, a fire pit thing, actually? Set we, by a
0: pond. Yeah, God she makes... has like a pond near her Ooh. and stuff. It was actually, yeah. It makes you go, man, I really want this. But then you also go. I got to get back.
1: I need to. I need noise. Yeah, yeah I need you sleep. No, I, and it's like I one of these sound. crickets. Yeah. Where's the
0: sirens? <laughs> I know, can't Is do nobody it. dying? Yeah. yeah.
1: Every every uh, New Year's for a while, I used to rent a house with my family, my sisters, and their kids, and everybody. We used to go away every, and we used to do like four or five days. We'd unplug like the twenty yeah. eighth to the second, and just that's it. Like that's and hang awesome. Out, wear pajamas the whole time. That was that's was some of my favorite times.
0: It, well, because sure. it, it's uh you you don't care about really anything but hanging out. Yeah, it's really nice to have nothing on your schedule but hang out. That's why I think the holidays are so necessary. It doesn't matter if you're religious. Doesn't matter. Sure. if you're It's just about doing nothing. Yeah. It's like, can you just take a minute to do nothing at all? Yeah. You don't have to believe in any of the f- religions or holidays or the depths of the meaning. It's just about kicking it with people. Yeah. That, 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 at the core of it all, which is kind of nice. Like you know, Yom Kippur and all that stuff and the Jewish holiday that just happened. It's like I was talking to my wife about it, and it's I was like, you know, what's so funny. At the core root of it, whether you're super religious or not, it just means can you hang? with your family and talk and enjoy each other's company without your phone or without the bullshit, the interference and the noise. And I think it is, it's a healthy way to live. Again, this is the perspective we talked about at the beginning of the show. I think you only get that as you start to lose people, friends and family and stuff that you go... You know Like you hear those phrases Where this is this is gross to say When they go You're how old You only have so many summers left Yeah Or so many Christmases left Yeah And it hits you like a brick You're Yeah like, We're Fuck.
1: more dead than not
0: Oh 100% Yeah uh, Some of us more Some of us more than others
1: <laughs> On the you inside I mean? especially Yeah well Again it's comebacks to you But you know it's uh, okay. appreciate it. I don't even know why. I barely know you. you let me to the bathroom You're a nice guy I don't know why I'm taking shots
0: Oh he he took you to the bathroom Yeah What did I tell you about doing that <laughs> You got to show them where and leave them alone. Yeah, he walked was, you in, didn't it it? he? Stand, he stood. Taking in there the, the whole photo time. was bizarre.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a Polaroid, right? Yeah. He's like, "No, I want this right now. This can't wait." Could you sign here? Yeah. As you, as you're shaking, he's shaking. These will both be done at the same That's time. It, we're done. Perv, little freaky perv. Um, so, look, this will be out in a little bit. Although you're going to San Francisco, but you have continuing dates coming up through March. Yeah. Right. You're going to be continue to tour and build this beautiful album. Going
1: to Australia, which will be fun. Are you
0: really? Yeah. Dude, I, I, just, I, well, I yeah. just got, well, I just got, what am I saying? I was there at the beginning you're of the there, year. Yeah, I, I was so. there for three months or. Oh, that's amazing. I'm, I'm only day. going
1: for like two weeks. Where are you going? I'm doing five, five, five cities. Yeah, I'm doing uh, Perth, Brisbane, uh, Sydney, Melbourne, and I'm going over to Auckland, New Zealand.
0: Oh, New Zealand. Great, yeah. dude. Yeah. Not Tasmania, huh?
1: No, I can't do it. Mm, okay. No, Not allowed? I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say. <laughs> can't do it, yeah, won't so do it. Do it yeah, I do, you know, I got my tour going on, which is great. That's huge. There's big cities, which is fun.
0: Uh. So we shot the movie in Melbourne. I obviously am partial to it. I, I'm, dude, I got a big, big crush on that place. Do you? There was a couple of moments that my wife came down for, she came down for the second half and uh, of the shoot and was like, what if we could live in a place like that? And I said, "I, I would do it. I mean, I thought, if I ever had a time in my career when I could say, I'm good for now for a while. For a while. I could go down there for a while. Oh, wow. I love Melbourne. I don't know. Something about it is beautiful. Australia's been
1: on my bucket list forever since I've been like 14 years old. You're going to love it, man. You're going to have so much fun.
0: I know you're not, you said you're not going to Tasmania, but if, you know, if there's a chance to skip down there, man, is it wonderful. There's this place I've talked about ad nauseum uh, called The Mona. Show him The Mona, Tasmania. Um, Yeah. So it's a museum. This guy, it's a brilliant story, too. It's actually, it's so wild. The Mona is a, uh, a museum where this man who is a a gambler or whatever um that's it from the outside uh um, oh, wow. it, it, that's his home dude so
1: so isn't that from a
0: movie
1: uh i don't know it yeah could be, it there's could be the a dock there isn't that from uh mission impossible i don't know but
0: that but that i have no idea i'm not good at that kind of I'm,
1: stuff. i'm 95 percent sure that's from mission impossible is it really yeah where he like
0: pulls into it where, she, where he pulls
1: into it and i think oh so he has the mona
0: so this guy, so this guy is a, was a uh, brilliant uh, gambler, investor, whatever. He, I think he did so good at gambling, and I might be telling the story wrong, but they banned him from gambling because mm-hmm. he was kind of like learning how to card count and trick. Yeah. But he made all this money, like tons and tons and tons of money. So he opened up this place, built this place on the water, and um, he wanted to make it a museum. And he started his collection, added over the years. And so he lives there. You can physically see him sometimes walking around upstairs when you're in one of the restaurants. And it's a full museum. That's amazing. And it continues to expand as time has gone on. But it's everything from Picasso to a guy that you know a 27 year old new artist kid that's just hang you know that lives in australia so he's got everything under the sun that's but right. it's a lot of its interactive art which i think is incredible you get to paint <laughs> you have to you have to you have to make something before you leave he's got to sell something <laughs> it's like it's just like come on <laughs> here you go no a lot of it is like um, live interactive art where you physically experience you go into that's a room sick. and it's noise or sound or yeah yeah I, I can't i couldn't explain it but it's better than that it's one of the coolest places, yeah, the Museum of Old and New Art, the Mona. One of the greatest places I've ever visited in my okay. life. If you're ever down in Tasmania, please go down there. Uh, you get a commission? I do. I'm you getting kicked us, you get Yeah, kicked This back. episode you, of Whiskey you- Ginger <laughs> is sponsored by Mona. Use
1: code GINGER FREAK. <laughs> That's right.
0: Use code WISC. But what's, you know what's great about this? Uh, this? And this is something that I think you'll, you'll experience because you've, you've had this experience before as you go overseas. I don't want to sound like this annoying American, but a lot of times other countries have a little bit better of a sense of humor about themselves oh, sure. and they don't take themselves that serious and they're allowed to be risque or crude or gross for the sake of the comedy right right like there's a lot of comedy involved this guy was very very funny so you know a lot of stuff uh, for lack of a better example it'd be like um you know this elevator doesn't work from time to time and it's a permanent sign you know it's like stuff like that where it's yeah. like it's a beautiful joke yeah, yeah. that in America, it's like lawsuit panic, right. you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? But like, it's stuff like that, that I think he, he yeah. yeah, it's really is. And they do it so well, particularly at the Mona, everything is kind of playful and loose and it doesn't take itself that serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most impressive thing, I'm going to stop rambling in a second. No, no, I'm just no, promoting no, it. it. <laughs> um, Artists have residencies there. So there will be a harpist in one room. There'll be a pianist in one room. There'll be a physical sculptor in another room. And they start in the morning and they work all day. No. And then at night, they show their work. So they'll play their piece. So yeah. they'll show their art or whatever. And it's amazing to watch. If you had eight hours of your day genuinely on vacation, you should go at the beginning of the day, leave, and then come back at night. And look at the art, or look at the music so that they've s- made.
1: You see it be happening and you see the end product. That's it's pretty, pretty cool. incredible, dude. But they're oh doing God, it in front insane. of your face. And they do
0: it in front of your face. Like right that's in front really of you. It's cool. so amazing that they sit there. How did you find it? We were suggested to go to the Mona from a friend. Oh, really? I, I think okay. somebody I know had suggested it to
1: me. So I, you suggested it to me, so now we're friends. There we are. Perfect. God bless. Yeah, oh, great. That was his. no.
0: Somebody had said they have a wall of vaginas, which is one of my favorite. <laughs> Look at the wall of vaginas. There is a sculpting of every vagina, you know, and it's obvi- you know it's it's tasteful. It's not, but it's funny. It's yeah. like lighthearted. But yes, there's a wall of massive wall of vaginas in there, and all shapes and sizes. Yeah, and it's brilliant because it's pretty art. It's very pretty, but it's also It makes everyone start a conversation. But not in a gross way. You know what I mean? Which one? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mom, come here. It just makes these funny conversations. You hear everyone joking about it it because it's life and it's real and it does that thing where it takes you out of the. Was it
1: was it packed? Was there a lot of people in it? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, you so saw the s- the scale of this yeah, place. Yeah, I don't
0: even know. Maybe fifty thousand square feet or something like yeah, that. It's yeah. endless, oh, and it's sick. five floors. And by the way, everything is underground, oh, so it you go down. down. I love yeah, yeah.
1: It's Like SoFi Stadium.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's crazy. It is like SoFi Stadium. Yeah. I got lost yeah. in there once. Oh, I mean, that's just crazy. It's that is a place where. You'll go to get snacks once and completely lose where you are.
1: That was it was the most insane thing. I had to go d- I would, I would just walked with confidence as I do. I always do that. I just like, yeah, this is the way to go. I'm and I to ended be here. up I, I ended up in the spot. the da- the spiral that takes you down when somebody gets hurt on the field and they drive them up it. Oh yeah. So I'm just I'm just hoofing it down to the field. To <laughs> these and I kept opening the doors on every floor. I'm like, is this no, this isn't it? And people are like, who are you? I'm like, yeah, I'll see. <laughs> I shut the door. I'm going. Just all the checking way down. to make sure the doors are still working. Yeah, I'm the down. door guy. Yeah, it's funny because. Would you go there for a game? Uh, for- I've I'm, befriended I'm, I'm Justin Herbert, and he. Uh, he said uh, come down to the game so we pretty came down cool. before it was really cool it was herb. great he's great dude it was a The nice herb, guy. dude yeah that's so we cool. he, we went down to a game i brought some friends and he said yeah just come down to the come down to the come down to the field level that's all he told me i was like okay great so i walk in i'm like how do i get th-? i walked in up top i'm like i've never seen this first of all like everyone's built up right it's Cool.' That it's so i'm down. like oh i was like oh i was like how do i get down there and nobody knew. And then there was a guy who like half recognized. He was like, hey, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. So I, got, and I had a lanyard, whatever, I have a lanyard lookout. I was like, yeah, I just tapped <laughs> it. I was like, yeah, I just gotta. He's like, oh, and he moved the gate, and me and eight guys just walked by him, and we ended up in that thing. And I just kept going down and Perfect. down and down. And then when we got to the bottom, I opened the door to the one floor below, and I said, is this the field level? And it was literally like, <laughs> there was like a uh, journalist like taking video and everything. It was like, there was like a, a conference going on. I was like, is this the field level? And they were like, no, they're like, who are you? And the janitor goes, one more down. I go, thanks, pal. And I shut the door. I kept going. down. You're on ESPN. Is like, this field out level? Out of the back, I was like literally interrupting everything.
0: It was great. Uh well, listen, you beautiful prince. I appreciate you coming here. This I know so you nice. I know you have to go uh fill your belly with food, and then I'm may- maybe gonna see you at the show tonight. I hope so. Um, you're on tour. Uh people please go uh please go see him wherever he is in your city. Where let me let me guess your website. Uh Uh, Joe G is for me.
1: So close. What is it? JoeGattoOfficial.com. All right, there it
0: is. (laughs) JoeGattoOfficial.com. We'll put the link in the description. Uh, Go see him and then watch out for that new special that's going to be coming out hopefully at some point next year. We don't know when, but you know it'll be good. Mm -hmm. Um, I thank you. I love you. We end the show the same way. Uh, you look into that camera right there. You are a singale, and you say one word or one phrase to end the episode. Now, remember, this is going to be embedded in history forever. You know, a lot of people do one word if they, you know, want to be real powerful and poignant. A lot of people do a, a catchphrase, uh, but whenever you're ready, into that camera, you go ahead. Be kind. That's the best one we've had in a long time.
1: <laughs> in here. We pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You're whisk, whisk. that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are fugitives. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey, and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers? Oh hell
0: no! This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers.